Hey, 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 everyone. Weekly discussion is back, and it should be a good one. Now, this one is centered around gaming. Across all games we play, there's usually systems or sometimes just levels that have something at its core that dictate just how that game or level goes for us. Whether spamming buttons, learning to conserve energy, or playing in the shadows. Game mechanics are a huge part of what give it, gives a game its identity. And that's what we're talking about today. Game mechanics. Marcus? How's it going? Uh, and Rico had actually mentioned before this, he goes, yeah, that apparently I inspired this, this, I still don't, Rico said, yeah, you had mentioned a while back and it kind of got me thinking. So he was going to surprise me with the game mechanics discussion. And I'm curious, what conversation brought up this, this uh, discussion? Um, it was the week that, uh, the week that uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out. Mm-hmm. I asked you, I think we talked a little bit about um, your experience, like with the first couple hours with the, uh, you know, you said you had just gone through like some of the training stuff. You were messing around with the mechanic of like combining weapons. Yeah, yeah. And then it made me think of, you know, weapon crafting, stuff like that. Uh, and at the time, I was also playing Dead Island 2. So. I was thinking about the whole weapon crafting, the editing. Uh, I I remember from playing Breath of the Wild also that there is like, a, what would you call it? Like weapon maintenance. Weapon weapon maintenance, I guess. Like repairing and like you know, it's it's very there's limited use and stuff like that. Yeah, a, a breaking. That. You said like some some stuff can break, and it made me think like you know what? Like I know. Not a lot of people like the whole like weapon breaking, having to build stuff, resource management, stuff yeah. like that. So I kind of when when we were having that discussion, when you were saying that I opened up a notepad on my computer and I wrote it, I just jotted it down. And over the last I think that was maybe like two weeks ago. Right. Mm-hmm. It's been has it been two weeks since yeah. uh, the kingdom came out. So that was two weeks ago. Uh, and I know we kind of have tried to get the ball rolling on some other discussions, but uh, they just haven't happened because of schedule and stuff like that with uh, with one of the guests that we're still trying to get on. Um, but I had this in the back of my mind, and it's kind of just been building. Like, And I've been thinking to myself, what are things that I like? What are things I don't like? Uh, and like, what are things that like it kind of depends, like whether or not they're implemented correctly or not. So that's like where it came from. Just from you like talking about that, and it kind of just sparked that idea. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's just been building, and it made me think of like, what are things that I in li- that I really like, and what are other things that I just no, please no, don't put this yeah. in the game. I don't like this uh, because like you know, like I said at the with the intro, like a lot of times those mechanics give a game its identity, or sometimes even just levels an identity. Uh, whether it's a boss fight, whether you're trying to escape, uh, you know, they can. They can dictate everything about a game, yeah, sure, or or encounter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've never actually thought about game mechanics to an extent. Like I've thought about like, oh, I might enjoy it, or oh, I might not enjoy it. But I've never actually thought to myself, oh no, like, oh this this mechanics in the game, that's a no for me, or oh this is in the game, yeah, I'm gonna get it. Like I've never actually really thought about game mechanics in that sense. So now I'm kind of curious as to the direction of this conversation. Yeah, and. I'll uh, I'll start us off with with something yeah, yeah, yeah. something very 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 like light. Uh, it, it's funny that I put it that way because the first one I'm going to start off with is something like Fog of War. 
if you if if you play uh things like I've been uh dabbling a little bit in League of Legends. I mean, crazy game to try to learn because there's so much to learn. But uh, you know, in that game, the areas that you uh, are not in, you can't see what's going on there unless you place like some rifts or stuff like that. I forget what they're called, but they're like something that kind of lets you see in a certain area. So you basically don't know what is where unless you're there. And in other games, I believe like Civ and stuff like that, you don't know what's in certain areas until you explore. Like there's kind of just a fog and you don't know what resources are there, different little things. Uh, so something like that, uh, I think adds to a game because like, would you, have you ever, you've played Civ, right? I think. Well, I mean that fog of war was I, to me, you know, if you ever played uh, the OG Warcraft, OG. There Star we go. Warcraft, That's another one. That's conquer, one. Any any real time strategy type game. Fog of War is probably one of the primary mechanics of that game. Hell, there's even a cheat to get rid of Fog of War. Uh, then later on, it was actually adapted into the options menu. Uh, ultimately, the kind of two concepts of, of Fog of War have been: Have you discovered it? Great, you discovered it. Now in the options menu, you can choose whether you're, because you discovered it, have visible view of it, or if you haven't discovered it. I'm sorry, if you have discovered it, but then disable the option, it's just going to go back to being a, you know, a, like you see the area, but you can't see what's going on in there. That's why in systems such as StarCraft, uh, once you get the command center, you can actually, you know, have a like screen a particular part of the, uh, of the thing to see exactly what the enemy or the opponent is doing. Um, so, yeah, in those circumstances, I've always felt it added to the experience and it made it just a little bit more, Agreed. I guess, fair. I've always enjoyed Fog of War. I've never disliked it. Hell, even in games, and I'm kind of putting that semblance where it's, you know, in games where you can't see what's in front of you, but you're in that game. It's not the same thing, but like, for example, in Zelda, you cannot continue on uh, in this particular location because there is a part where you can actually go underground, but in the underground, it's dark until you place either a flower to illuminate this area or till you get to this big tree that's going to illuminate the entire area you know what i mean so yeah. it's it, it's kind of rewarding you for progressing in this dark in, in this darkness so it, it's not the same concept but you can tell there are there, there's some similarities um yeah. I've, always, I've always felt it made the game better not be- better right but uh it lent itself it, it, it's a core game. part it's a, yeah. ultimately it's a core part of those those types of games like you said the the uh the warcrafts and the starcrafts and stuff like that uh, to a lesser extent, like you mentioned, there's other aspects of Fog of War in other games too, like uh, maps. You unlock different parts of maps uh, as you explore certain areas. I also, I, I'm, I would also put my stamp of approval on on Fog of War. I like it. Like I said, it it lends itself to that. But like with the map thing, something like uh, you you don't know what's on a map until you've passed through that area. Yeah. Uh, we kind of we kind of experienced it in. Uh, Hogwarts, the game Hogwarts, uh, Elden Ring too. Like you don't, it's just an empty map until you discover. Explore, yeah, because discovery is a lot of the core parts of these open world games. And again, it's not necessarily you know God uh, Fog of War like in, in an RTS game, but the exploration factor is the core component that you have to explore, and then you're rewarded with that part of the map. You know what I mean? Yeah, and something that goes hand in hand, which is the next thing I'm going to get into, whether you like it or not, fast travel. Yes. 
you're a fast travel guy. Some people, I don't understand why some people hate it because if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't do it. I, At least I'm that's a- how I feel. There's some games where you would rather, uh, you would rather ride your horse or explore and I mean, get resources say, yeah. or do those little fights. Uh, in our discuss, in our uh, weekly recap this week, you mentioned uh, Spider Man. I'm sure in that in that game there has to be people that would prefer to, uh, you know, uh, what, what would you call it, web sling everywhere instead yeah. of just because it's it, it's fun. And I I, meant, I I I was real crass. I said yes, absolutely, because there's different aspects of fast travel, like in Elden Ring. You don't have to fast travel, but the appeal is going, riding your horse, finding, you know, fighting bosses, you know, getting something, make finding something or make sure you're not missing anything. That game does it correctly. Zelda does it correctly. You know, riding your horse, uh, finding resources, materials, beating monsters, finding a chest you might have missed, a cave or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, but later on, late game, you're going to wish you're able to fast travel because you, you've done what you're supposed to do and you don't want it to become a slog fest and, you know, 30 hours of the game is just you fast traveling. Now, the reason I mentioned Spider-Man as a mechanic, you know, as far as the fast travel mechanic is because in part one, once you've done the missions and all these things, you know, web slinging does become a chore, especially with how slow it was, because there were instances where the mission was on the other side of the map and man trying to get there was just a pain. And sometimes even uh, fast travel was disabled for the sake of the mission. And you're just kind of like, damn it, dude, like they're like you're fast traveling just so you can get some dialogue. I mean, you're web slinging so you can get some dialogue and stuff like you just want to get there. You know, sometimes you want to get there, continue um, with the mission. You don't want the idea of traveling to hinder the what is that word the um the the what is it not consistency the the pace at which you're going so the immersion yeah. maybe maybe yeah the immersion. Yeah, yeah it's gonna suck yeah. you out of you know whatever you're doing so yes uh again and like rico said you don't have to use it you know but it, it should be there at least just in case as a okay well i don't feel like i don't feel like or you know farming for materials or i don't feel like doing this you know like again if you don't like it then don't use it you know what i mean Agree. So so far we're we're pretty much lined up two for two. Now I'm gonna try to introduce one that I think we might feel differently about. I don't know. Uh, I don't. This one could really go either way, but this one might not be the most. Uh, this one might be a little bit of a hot take. Stealth. How do you oh. feel about missions that require stealth? <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned it. And when Assassin's Creed came out, I was just. When it came to stealth, like I, you knew that was the core mechanic of the game. But sometimes it's kind of like it's it's the, if it's done right, great. But sometimes, man, it would drag because you would follow this NPC and you were going so slowly. But you're following this NPC from a, to into a building underground uh, to another place to point A, point B, C, D, E, and to the point where it just got old quick. And I yeah. mean fast. Um, but okay. then, and but then, there's other games where it gives you the option of, hey, like, do you want to do the stealth way, or do you want to not, and just go in guns blazing? So when a game gives you the option, by all means, you know. But it, it, it was even in um, what's that game in uh, Hogwarts, right? Where you didn't have to do stealth, or if you want to do stealth, that's fine. And sometimes, you know, what? I'm gonna do stealth, but it was quick. Ultimately, if a game does not have stealth in it, I'm perfectly okay with it. Personally. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm also not a stealth person. Uh, I know I'm Assassin's Creed's fault, man. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, in a in a lot of games, in a lot of games, they do present you. I think the one 
time that I do like stealth stuff is maybe when you're doing like a if you're in a game where you're sniping, maybe that's fun. Uh, I'm thinking back to like the old Call of Duties where they're like, oh, okay, like we can either take these two out or like we can just let them pass. You take the one on the right, you t- I'll take the one on the left. Like you shoot like when you're ready. And like there, I, like you always want to shoot the guy. You don't want to let him live, right? Yeah. That's the only time because like in all these other games, Far Cry, uh, I played the last, uh, what was it? The last, me- was it the last Metal Gear? I think mm-hmm. that I played where there's like some times where they say, oh, well, we can either do this like the, the way easier way or we can like they're going to set off the alarms if they see us and like we're going to be swarmed with a bunch of guys. And to quote a friend of mine, que se vengan, like for them to like come at me, bro. Like I'm, you don't know that I'm the protagonist of this game. Like I'm taking any and all comers and try to and step up if you think you're going to uh, take a shot. And if you're going to take a shot, you best not miss because I'm not yeah. going to miss, right? Yeah. So, I, I'm not a fan of this stealth. I want to get in there. I want to just dominate the game. This whole, like, from the shadows and sneaking up behind people. It's fun. The first two times, three times. Uh, even in Skyrim, they had, like, a, a stealth system where you can sneak behind people. And uh, if you snuck up behind somebody, you got, like, a 15 times damage multiplier on, like, stabs or, like, a an eight times like maybe on arrows and stuff like that but I, I, it gets old like i want to fight like fight me face to face yeah so, and, and and there are games that do give it an option hell there are games that actually provide a skill treat into that extent as far as like or do you want to run the stuff because people do enjoy it you can you know because otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it right but i i wholeheartedly agree and i and i blame more so assassin's creed the early assassin's creed for something like that because there was even instances where it wasn't even a stealth mission but but like one of those little pet peeve things in those games where it's kind of like uh what are they called escort missions where you have to go at the pace of the person you're escorting like oh my they're walking you have to walk with them and the game won't allow you to run oh my god dude drove me crazy it's it's funny you brought that up because that was going to be my next one and fuck you ashley (laughs) (laughs) well you know exactly what i'm talking about right i hate that's the one thing everybody just that drove everybody crazy i think with resident evil 4 the escort mission with ashley there's some other ones too uh don't come to mind what 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 other escort missions can you think of well uh again assassin's creed again being that component that core culprit for me just because (laughs) if it wasn't stealth it was escort missions you had to walk with them while they talked and you're just like oh my god and even zelda does have a couple like escort missions at least breath of wild did but in those you can at least run away and again again, nintendo just kind of doing it correctly run away and and doing it right uh there's even some where like in um what's it called and it's always those missions where it's like make sure person x does not die make sure person x survives and you're kind of like oh it's not it's not an escort oh, mission yeah. in the sense that you got to walk with them but when you have to keep somebody else alive yeah. i'm gonna then, hack the, i'm gonna hack the computer watch my back like yeah I said, well, I oh, hacked okay. this thing. like what was that game we played um there was one it wasn't it might have been hogwarts or it might have been the other one what was the only thing xbox out, out outriders yes Kind of did that a couple of times where it's kind of like, oh, watch this person while they do this. And you're like, oh, and then something happens. Oh, they died too bad. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I guess. So uh, I'm kind of for it. Uh, if it's there, okay, fine. I'll suck it up. But as long as it's not overdone, I think I'm okay. Okay. So I, we're still, I think, pretty lined up with everything. This mm-hmm. is one where I think we're going to th- – maybe this one will be different. I, I think so. I anticipate – 
platforming, not for me. <laughs> I don't like platforming whatsoever. It yeah, makes I, it, it makes me nervous. It gives me this feeling in my gut. I I cannot stand to like be jumping and falling off cliffs and bullshit like that. I don't know if it's just that you're good at them or that you enjoy them, <laughs> but that shit is not for me. But I I I whether you like them or not, I know you like them more than me. Yeah, I think I think you threw this one in there. You because you knew, and I've always talked about just there's certain games and genres where it's kind of like, yeah, you know, like you. I didn't realize like how you know good I am at them, and not I'm not saying I'm I'm Super Mario Maker World good at them. You know what I mean? Because those guys, when, when it comes to platforming, where they just do the ridiculous thing, but when it comes to platforming, like it becomes muscle memory. It becomes just kind of time. It's muscle memory, timing, all that good stuff. And when you remember how it's done, it's awesome. And again, and I think Rico's. You know, in terms of like, was, is it 2D platformers or 3D platformers? Because 3D platformers can be a little bit more, what's that, frustrating than 2D platformers. Yeah. Especially I, because of camera angles. I despise them all. To all, be of them, all of them. Even, even, even when there's like stuff in game where it's like, oh, fuck, there's like a jump puzzle or something. Yeah. I'll usually, I'll figure it out and I'll usually get like. But you, but you won't enjoy it. <laughs> I, I, I'll be good at it, but I'm just, I'm not like, oh, I, it's that, it's that feeling. I get that feeling. I'm like, oh, like, here we go with this shit. And uh, Destiny had that, like in almost all their raids, they had like at least one jump puzzle. And I, I was never bad at them. I could usually do them like pretty easy. Like you say, once you figure them out, once you recognize the pattern or whatever, you get them. But not for me, man. Just not yeah, for me. I remember, I, it, it gives me that feeling like in my stomach, like of uh, like when you go on a roller coaster, you know what I mean? Like that little like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, ugh, I just I, don't like it. <laughs> and I tell you that you mentioned, I think Destiny was more of more those examples where it's kind of like, you know, because you can tell because you're always more patient with them. You would stop. You would make sure you got the rain jump. Or in my case, like, and I, I remember running a couple of raids where I was just, I was just running full speed, hop, 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 whatever. I okay, cool, hop, hop. Like I would get to a location just because it was just running full speed, hop, double jump, hop. Then and I and I wouldn't stop. Like you know, it could, but I play my platformers in that sense where a lot of times. If you're patient, you're going to be all right. But I'm trying to speed run through these platformers. And I've actually enjoyed speed running them and kind of getting through them, which is probably why, like, when it comes to, like, some Mario World, where I'm just, you, you hold the button and you're jumping, 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 or, you know, or in Super Mario 64, where you're going, you know, um, kick jump, kick jump, kick jump, or you're just trying to get through, through point A to point B as fast as possible. The only thing that, I, and I love, I do love platformers. And when a game, when a platformer is done correctly, it's just a lot of fun and you're rewarded. Did you ever play though? You ever played it's a game called um you okay, you probably even have not you have not played it, uh just because it is a platformer. But um what's it called? Celeste? It was it, it was a I've a, heard a lot about it, but never yeah. played it. it. it's exactly what it's a it's a platformer. It's one of those where you gotta get from point A to point B. And I really enjoyed it because of that, and I always made sure I got all the collectibles and all that stuff. I never passed it. I'm actually put in a few of pretty good 20 hours or so um because i did try to go back and try to complete everything that i had to to do but the music was good and the platforming was a lot of fun sounds horrible but yeah the probably when it comes my biggest gripe with platformers especially well exclusively in 3d platformers and mario 64 was actually one of those things where if the camera was wonky that's the only time that i would have to be stopped because 
for some reason, like let's say you're going right and you're able to kind of do all these things, but then the camera kind of shifts just a little bit to now where you're no longer going right, you're kind of going at this weird angle where you're going to fall off because even though you want to go right because the camera, your movement shifts. And there are certain games where it did that. Prince of Persia, I think, in the early ones, uh, the first the 3D one just was notorious for that. And mm -hmm. when the camera was bad, it made 3D platformers miserable to the point where you got frustrated. And then to the point where like you did you did this part 10 times easy the first 10 times but for some reason on 11 you didn't get it and then 12 you didn't get it now you no longer can get this part even though you did it correctly the, the first 10 times you did it right the first time you know what i mean so yeah. i i know what that frustration is like because i've been a culprit of that um that frustration where you did you like you did this first part correctly amazingly every single time but then you know, you're no longer focused on the first part because you already did it. Now you're focusing on the second part, but now you can no longer do the first part. Oh, okay, so now you have to go and do everything all over again. Crash Bandicoot, you're, you you probably hated those games because Crash Bandicoot, you only had one life, and that game was a 3D platformer where you got to get from point A to point B. It had 2D platformer segments, and then it had straight line platformer segments. And I passed other Crash Bandicoots. Um, not I passed part one recently, uh, but, not, but that's because part three is the best one. Um, but I passed them all growing up, and there was instances where the camera would mess you up terribly, and you would just throw off your rhythm. Ugly. <laughs> the rhythm, I guess, is also another aspect. But I do enjoy platformers, so I guess that's our first big our disagreement. First dis disagreement. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm, the whole time you were talking about that, I was thinking in my head, like I could hear the sound of like, I know in Mario there's that option, in Mario 64 there's that option to go from like, the the cameraman's point of view to like Mario's point of view uh -huh. yeah. and like the little like sound that it makes when you hit I don't know if it was L or R no yeah. yeah where you're like switching uh and I remember like in some things like you had to like people would say like okay line up your camera and then make the jump yeah so, because now you fall off because the yeah. the the laku um was but that's the thing that holds the the camera in Super Mario sixty four it was all Super Mario 64 again being one of the first ones. The camera was very wonky, and if you didn't, if if you didn't, if you weren't in the Lakitu um, um, camera for the most majority, it was tough, man, tough. Yeah, how crazy that they implemented that so way back, like mm -hmm. <laughs> in the 64. Yeah, dude. So uh, this next, I'll I'll throw out some. The next two, I'll probably throw out from my like my in between section, which to me means like. It can be good or bad, depending how a game implements it. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first one I'm going to start with is uh, morality slash, like, a choice system. Okay. You get to, you get to pick, like, am I going to be good? Am I going to be bad? To me, like, when I say that, it probably, like, screams fable to you. Uh, exactly. For me, it's more like uh, the system in Mass Effect. Mass Effect is, like, Renegade or Paragon. Uh, sometimes these choices lead to something different down the line, opens up new dialogue options, you upgrade like your evilness or your goodness in Fable or your Paragon, uh, Renegade and Mass Effect. There's other games that do this similar to. Uh, and I think ultimately, how for me at least, how much it differentiates from like just the basic line of the game, the linear part of the game, how much it affects the outcome of a game, I think, to me, uh, makes me feel good or bad about it. If all my choices ultimately don't matter, like, then 
why 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 is this in the game yeah you know if they do matter at the end of the day then i think that's pretty cool in my book yeah uh i've always enjoyed morality in the sense of character progression more so a lot more so than story progression i didn't i never really and i'm trying to think of examples like like you had mentioned fable my morality affected my character's core progression what abilities what he's able to do what he can't do um if you're going to go bad you you, you know even even affected his look um if if you're if you go bad you can learn these if he's not bad you're going to learn this uh there's other games that do it better uh it's not coming off the top of my head but then there's aspects of that where it kind of like fable would i mean fable uh, mass effect where i guess it's kind of the one thing that just always turned me off about it was my morality is going to affect the story wholeheartedly and i don't want it to do that you know what i mean um in in cases like um uh, fable or my morality yeah it's going to affect dialogue minimally it's going to affect dialogue but ultimately it's not going to affect the the outcome of those particular games and like in elden ring where you do have it's not a morality system right but the decisions you make are going to affect the outcome of the game but those decisions are still they're still very cut and dry this decision will take you down this path this decision will take you down this path but it's not like in in other games where it's kind of like okay you got to do um uh question uh, decision one two three four five a certain way and then six this way and it's going to do this or you got to go a b c a b a b c where i felt like mass effect always turned me off because i always felt like it was like that it may or may not be like that but it's just it always felt like i don't want to mess up while i'm trying to kind of do something and go this route where in mm-hmm. elden ring it was hey you want to you want to you want to be the flame or you want to do the fear route Fia is your girl. That's the route you're sticking with. Okay, cool. You want to do the Ronnie route? That's your girl. You can go. You can do everything. But there are decisions in the game where it's it, you. are pretty blatant. Like, okay, you're gonna side with Fia or you're gonna side with Ronnie. Okay, cool. I'm gonna. Yeah. I can choose because I know which way I'm going. Where I'm not having to guess which way I'm gonna go based off all these you know different choices. And there's games in the past again that have done that. Or I've always felt like no, like I wanna I wanna run this route. I don't wanna have to try to guess which route it's gonna take me this way. You know what I mean? Yeah and it it's the the morality thing is one thing. The choices if you if you now if you kind of go the choices route, I think there are even a lot more things like in certain games it'll ask you uh who are you going to send like on this mission from your yeah, character yeah. group? And ultimately that person can die if you don't make the right decisions. I know in Mass Effect, there's missions like that where if you haven't made the right choices, you're going to lose a character. And if you lose a character in part one, he's gone in part two and he's gone in part three. So, uh, you know, there's also games like, uh, is it Gears of War? I think where it asks you like, uh do you want to take the left path or the right path and if you're taking the left path you're sending these guys on the right path so like there's different uh path systems too, uh experiences uh to me i think that adds for me at least like that adds some replayability uh the morality and the choices because i'm the kind of person that i want to go in there uh in mass effect or in fable or whatever and be the asshole completely be the asshole and yeah. see what the game is like and then i want to go in there and be the good guy and see what what's different there and then i kind of now that i know both options and what they unlock 
you can kind of build like your perfect playthrough. Yeah. Uh, in Mass Effect and in some other games as well, I know that there is a, a romance system where you can like romance people, you can choose who to romance. Uh, I've heard uh, Persona too has a romance yeah. system too, you know? Mm-hmm. I've heard the guys talk about romancing people there and who's the best person to romance. I think I've heard some of the guys say that they romance everybody and try not to get caught or whatever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like the, the I, I like the choice system and I like when it, I guess, uh, some people had some criticism of uh, of Mass Effect that at the end of Part Three, the changes in like your choice at the very very end didn't feel that different. But I felt like the maybe the journey of it all was like a big deal because you could save certain characters. You could uh, within the the whole of the game of Mass Effect, there's like another game that you're playing where the choices you make are recruiting people to your cause to fight like the ultimate evil and the more preparedness you have as you're as you're recruiting people to your cause you get this thing called galactic readiness or galactic preparedness which is just like you building up your army against who the big bads are right and the more galactic preparedness you have the more likely it is that you're going to get a certain cutscene. If you're at this level, you're going to get like maybe this other cutscene or this cutscene. Uh, if you romance somebody, you're going to get a special cutscene with that person that you romance. And you can be with them from part one all the way to part three, or you can switch partners or whatever. Like it, it carries over really well, I think. That's why I've enjoyed the games a lot. And uh, you see different things. You see things differently based on like the choices you make in that game i haven't played as i played very very little fable so i don't know i would imagine it's probably along those same lines yeah uh so yeah i i actually enjoy the the choice thing a lot just because uh it feels a little bit more catered to like oh okay like when it's different like you feel like okay i did that like that's that that happens because i chose that uh or you know it adds that replayability where like okay i did this play through and i want to you know go in there and be the nice guy and see what happens yeah and and and, and you kind of said it right where it was like um the replayability which i've always thought was cool which is why i played fable multiple times i'm gonna go bad i'm gonna go good i'm gonna go neutral i'm gonna go i'm gonna be bad completely not be bad completely um as far as morality i've always i've loved morality in games because it's again that affects directly my character progression, not necessarily the story progression in that in that sense. Sometimes it might where it's like, oh, you're gonna go bad, you're gonna get this ending. Cool, but I know what to expect for going bad. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go good, you're gonna get this ending. Okay, cool. I know what to expect, and I'm going this ending. Hey, you're gonna go good. There, these are three endings you you could get. Okay, cool. I know what to expect from these multiple endings. When a game is just completely random at times as far as again now i'm going towards this whole choice things that's where i'm kind of like okay i I need to be a little bit more thorough i don't want to have to look online if i want to do this like (laughs) i want to follow i want to do it myself and sometimes i have to be that i have to be like okay you know what fine i'm not gonna look anything up i'm just gonna play whatever i guess whatever i get i have to start like prepping and and internalizing (laughs) that this is why i'm gonna play this game mentally prepare like okay i'm just gonna do it yeah, like whatever happens, whatever happens. I've always liked, I, I've loved morality. The choices I've always been just a little bit more wary of because I want to play the game and I want to see the full story 
that it has to offer. And I don't want to be blocked by this full story based off choices that I might've messed up there in, 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 in the first choice in the game. That would suck. Um, but that, that, again, that's just me personally. Uh, I'm trying to think as far as like, you know, choices and stuff like that. Um, I know there's games with like multiple endings. When I first started playing games with multiple endings, I was always kind of like a little scared of them, but now it's kind of like, hell yeah, you know, multiple endings, I'm going to lock them out. I'm going to unlock them because the games now do a good job of sending you back to that choice point. Um, yeah. I, I know there's even now like sometimes like choice maps, like, oh, okay, this is the first, this is the, the first major choice. You can go back to this part of the game to take the second choice if you want i know like uh the game i really like called radiant historia which is part of the game mind you the mechanic it's actually as linear it actually it's a linear game despite what it looks like but then there's games like um um the nonary games those games the 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 puzzle games the mm -hmm. um you know what i'm talking about yeah but those games are like danganronpa where they have those um time parts of the game and the choices part where it's going to affect which ending i actually get steins gate actually has that too they're, they're they're they look a lot more linear than what's on paper but the fact that you play the game and the choices the right way but you can always go back and redo them when it's done like that then i have no problem with it but when the game's like hey you know you got to replay the whole game to get a different ending oh man that's where the choices really kind of will come and rub me a bit because i don't want to be locked out of any story content Rico will remember that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just, uh, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I get you. I get where you're coming from. Uh, up next, uh, quick time events. Like in cinematic parts of the game or like when, like boss fights? Any and all. I mean, huh. like I say, you can either say you like them, you don't like them, or it depends. I think I like them. I like them more often than not. I just, I know reason I mentioned this because I'll never forget the first time I was playing a Sir's Wrath and I had no idea that these quick time events were part of the cinematic thing. And I died the first time and I said, oh, okay, I'll be ready next time. I, I don't mind them, especially in cinematics where it's going to keep me immersed in the, uh, what's going on. As long as it lets, lets me pause because sometimes I need to pause in the middle of something like that. Um, quick time events, even like in boss fights, I don't mind them, quick time events. Uh, I would mind them if they were if they happened in the middle of my um my fight, I guess if you would. I get flow. <laughs> yeah, throws off my flow. Uh Zero Blade does a really good job of I wouldn't call it quick time events, but if I want to make this attack slow moment but powerful, a little a little circle will come out that will take like a second or a second and a half, you know, but I expect it so I know to to ex expect this second delay or this second part. Um, in my combo, I I'm going to be able to do it. So like that, in those instances, no, yeah, I, I really don't have a problem with quick time events. Yeah, I think for for me, it's in like, it, it depends uh, category because there's some that are simple, you know, even if you have to think fast and on your feet, like I'm okay with that. Uh, once you kind of know they're there, like it's not as surprising. Sometimes they are a little overdone, I think. I'm thinking back to... Uh, Resident Evil 5, where you're like on the, where you're like separating as like Chris and Sheva. And if you're Sheva, where you're hanging like off a cliff, like you literally have to spam a button for what feels like five minutes. Like it's actually only like yeah. maybe 30, 40 seconds, but it's annoying. Like when they overdo it like that, or when you're Chris and you're punching that boulder and you're like, okay, A, B, X, and then circle. Uh, that's one thing I've never liked. I've never liked when you have to like spin your joystick. I can't stand it. <laughs> I don't I, yeah. I don't I don't like that. I never like that. So 
going back to the 64 and having your palm bare while we're doing mini games or whatever like i that's just something i've never liked so if it has to do with like spinning the joystick or anything over like 10 seconds like it's not for me but yeah. like if you just give if you just throw it at me like a x b you know b and x or pull the right trigger left trigger or whatever like if you're on a keyboard or if you're on a playstation controller like i'm all good just don't overdo it for mm-hmm. me that for me personally yeah, the, the the random the randomness, I guess, also to the uh, inputting these buttons, during this this like, dire consequences, and it happening constantly. Oh, that that would get yeah. over and over. Yeah, it, it it's too much. Uh, let's see. How about this? Is another in between one for me. Flight. How do you feel about flight in games? I love flight in games. Uh, again, it's just another one to me. It's another one of those mechanics where it's like it's it's it's, it's travel. Or if I'm able to fly um, from point A to point B, or if I'm able to fly as a mechanic for uh, for combat, mm-hmm. I'm 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 totally about it. Uh, again, it's just it, it gives me access to just about every part of the map, which again I'm also for. Um, if it's not there, that's fine. Again, as long as I'm able to, if if as long as I'm able to get there, awesome. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with flight in general. I do have a problem with, with Farah something. and Echo, right? No. <laughs> well, them too. Them too. When it comes to when it comes to just people in the air, it's kind of like some of like, I don't want to be the hit scan. Like I want to do. I want to play the way I play. I don't want to be forced to play something I don't want to. But I do have a problem with the opposite of flight, and that is swimming. I do not care how fun they try to make it. I cannot stand swimming in video games. I hate it. Even though I might be going the same the same um, pace that I would running. I cannot stand swimming. I cannot stand going underwater. I cannot stand swimming underwater. I cannot stand finding a chest underwater. I cannot. I hate water levels. I hate them in every <laughs> single game. So, uh, I, and it's not. And I know the stigma is like the water temple for o- Ocarina of Time. That's not even. Sonic, bro. Like, like I just, I cannot stand it. I know, like, an Ocarina of Time, the Water Temple. I know people. Oh, it's such the worst one. No, I don't think it was. I actually think it was done pretty okay because it wasn't completely done like that. And and even then, like, the sometimes currents would push you to get to from one point to the other. You can adjust water levels. But like in Mario, it was such a pain. Donkey Kong, it was such a pain. Um, even Zelda, like even Zelda, like I hate, I hate being in the water. Uh, I don't care how fast I'm going. I, I just, I hate everything about it. Um, I, and I, I like, e- even when it's done right, I just cannot stand being in water, like in those levels. Like I just, I think, I think it's just done unless I have some sort of boat that will let me go fast or get from point A to point B or let me find chests underwater a lot faster Then okay, fine. But even when it's done correctly, I just, when I see a water level or when I'm underwater, I just, I groan. Uh, what was that? Um, In that game we played together, it takes two. Remember that mm-hmm. water, that water map or whatever? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, yeah, it was fun, uh, but I, I couldn't stand it, dude. I just hate being underwater. So to- I know, I know I, I went off topic. I don't mind flight. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I hate being in the water in games. I just think it's. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to throw in this water level just so, you know, we can have water level. No, dude, they're not fun. No. <laughs> Quit lying to yourself. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, that, no. like that, that is one of my gripes. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it's. I mean, you went off on a tangent, kind of the way I did with platforming. So. <laughs> I guess a platforming water game just oh, uh, dude, nightmares. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like in Mario sixty four, dude, I hated the water levels because you are platforming underwater, dude, and it is so slow and abysmal. And I just the patience wears on me fast because I know how to get there. I know what I need to do. But for the sake of the game slowing down because I'm underwater, even though I even though I should have gotten there, you know, 30 minutes ago. No. Okay, so I think for me, the flight is a I like flight, but it also depends on how well it's done. Like if it's smooth or wonky, kind of just kind of that that does a lot for like the game mechanic. And it's weird that you threw like swimming in there because they kind of go hand in hand it's not really that weird they kind of go hand in hand do you know what game actually did flight like amazingly and swimming amazingly anthem that game for all its shortcomings the flight was awesome and the way that you were underwater it was like you were flying too It, it was no different you were flying through the water because your mech suit, like, you could just fly. It was that in that game, like, that was like the best part about it, other than like some of the powers and stuff that were okay. But the flight in that game was, was top tier. So, hopefully, whatever they're working on now, hopefully, they just some kind of mech and flying game. Hey, man, and mechs are fun. I like mechs. Uh, let's see. So, I went through some of the in betweens, I've covered most of the things I don't like. Uh, let's go back to the like. Uh, category how do you feel well i mean obviously if i'm saying like that means i like this uh final stands final stands in boss fights there i always found them to be epic uh, again I, I as far as uh from the story side hey you're in the last dance something's going down you're gonna die or live i always found it to be epic because it provides to the story and to the overall character development if he dies well that's it okay cool damn that's a crazy crazy that's crazy if he survives what's going to be the you know uh ex machina factor that's maybe maybe going to stop me from dying or if i die great you know what i mean um i always felt it adds to story i always felt it adds to just character progression it adds to you know what the immersion that i feel towards my main character especially if i can uh be immersed with my character and if i can't well well too bad you know what i mean yeah for sure i think uh i think they're fun i think uh even some people like criticize them and say oh they're just dps checks i'm thinking of like stuff with raids or or uh like there's uh the final stand mechanic there at the end of a uh, gunfire reborn where you're finding yeah. the final boss and it kind of says like it, it pretty much is a dps check uh and it, it can surprise you. I remember during, uh, and they still go on. Whenever there's Destiny raids put out, there is usually, I think, from the fourth expansion maybe on, there's been like a final stand mechanic with every boss. But the first time that they did it, it was crazy because I rem- they have these things called the world's first uh, races where they stream... Uh, everybody like trying to get through this raid like day one and see who like are the champs of like clearing this thing first and i remember in that one it was called uh, king's fall uh was the name of the raid and that was that was the first time they had ever done one so this raid team goes through these hours of trying to figure out all the mechanics of these of this raid uh is able to get it they kill the final boss 
and they're celebrating not knowing like holy shit there's a final stand they fail the dps check and they lose uh-huh. and there was somebody else like in that same part and in somebody else's chat cuz they're streaming obviously in somebody else's chat they say hey so and so just failed there's a final stand like conserve some of your dps so that led to like the team that was in second winning it was like this crazy thing that happened back in the day and from from that day forward like everybody's always ready for like some kind of crazy dps check at the end but like you say they add like some sort of epicness if the music is on point too yeah dude holy crap like it it's great yeah, it's I mean, really great and even even if they're dps check, dps checks again like even when we're playing like gunfire reborn like you said which it was like the camera zooms in the music, the the sound, just and then you're just kind of just, you know, just trying to pour everything you have into this guy, right? Like, and even, and even if you die because again your DPS was on the par, it's like damn. But then when you beat it, it's like, yeah. like no chance. Whooped your ass. You know what I mean? Especially if you experience it with peep with other people, you're like, come on, beat his ass, like, yeah, fuck him up. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a good one. I like Final Stand. I guess we both do. You know what? Um, and it, 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 I kind of thought about it for some reason. Uh, when you talked about it with final stance is um i don't know if you have it in your list but some sort of like betrayal mechanic where somebody on your team ends up betraying you uh whether it's mid-game or at the at, at you know or ends up being the final boss i've as from from start perspective it's always kind of eh, but i've always just enjoyed the 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 journey in terms of that um mm-hmm. one of the games i can think about two games actually like in for example in fire emblem and fire emblem you have one of your characters who's with you in the beginning and then halfway through the story ends up betraying you and what's what's strange enough he's as powerful as you've played with him the first time i ever played with him because the first time it was actually my first fire emblem game i actually just tried to go one one shot with this guy you know one map one turn everything he ended up betraying me and i could not defeat him because he was super powerful and i had to restart the game over again and from that moment on, and I remember the second time I played, I was like, no, I'm not going to use this guy whatsoever. Well, I ended up whooping his ass when I got to that particular map. Another instance is a game called Eternal Sonata, which was a JRPG where you play it as, um, I forgot, was, uh, Chopin. It was a playoff Chopin, the music composer, where he was like deteriorating. So he, he ended up in this fantasy world. Well, in the game, you had no idea. Well, he ended up becoming the final boss he betrayed your whole team and he was the final boss at the end of the game like that's who you had to beat so anytime a game does that correctly i've always loved it because it's always like a damn moment or always like a shit moment or it's always like a damn you know like i just i went through this whole uh story with this guy and he's the person i have to get to i've always enjoyed that just a little side note i don't know if it was in there or not, but yeah betrayals no i i didn't have that but that's a good point uh i think for me i think when it comes to like storyline perspective, uh, when there's a big betrayal, especially when you don't see it coming, like it's it's top tier. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoy that. When it comes to betrayal, when you first brought up betrayal, I thought uh, like PvP, mm-hmm. and uh, it made me think of Halo, like when you're playing co-op or when you're playing PvP, and for some reason, <laughs> in our friend group. When things aren't going well and the game's not going our way, it's very easy for someone to just start it. Where, like in Halo, I know it used to be a one shot when you meleeed somebody in the back. Mm. And that just gives me nightmares. 
<laughs> like, man, I'm ne- we're never going to finish this damn game because something happens and somebody gets grenaded or somebody smacks someone in the back of the head just because it's too tempting, and then there it goes. And that happened a lot in one of the playthroughs where Jed, Leroy, and I tried to play through Gears of War Judgment. And that game, we tried to play it on the hardest difficulty, which I think is insane. And that game was so hard that event, like, one of us would always end up just killing the other ones. Like, man, this is not going to happen. And then right when that started, like, it just, we're never going to finish it. Uh And, you know, I was guilty of it, and we were all guilty of it, where we would just get frustrated, and that's all it takes. One person gets frustrated, and the whole game goes to shit, because we're just smacking each other, killing each other, blowing each other up. As a matter of fact, I still think Leroy, I think Leroy still has videos of us killing each other in that game where we're just laughing our asses off. And Jed was pissed. Oh yeah, what was it? Jed, don't look into the light. Oh I know. <laughs> Beware the light. Beware the light, Omar. Oh, dude, because because Jed's an achievement hunter and Omar right. knew that and then leave it to Omar to, you know. <laughs> dude, between that betrayal and Daniel turning off of Monopoly oh, for dude, Jed getting the achievement. Oh, that's betrayal. Hey, that's God, real dude. betrayal, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was, man. That was, man, Daniel, bleep. <laughs> In case you guys don't know, Monopoly was tied to one server. So when Daniel left the server or exited the game, um, that ruined Jed's chance to win. So, well, to, to win. That, and, and, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't even going to win. Like, he wasn't going to win. I had the game won, but he wanted me to trade him something so he could trade it back to get a big achievement that was super rare. Yeah. And Daniel was the first guy out, so Daniel had left. And when he came back and realized that the two of us were – you know, I was going to help Jed out because I know that he likes it. Daniel just said, F that, and turned it off, and Jed had a tantrum. <laughs> but shout out to oh, Jed. Man. We love you, bro. No one like you. <laughs> um, I have, I just have a couple more things. I'll try to get to some of them a little bit quickly. I, some of them we're probably going to uh, agree on so we can kind of just write them off. Uh, for things I don't like, uh, games that are very, like, much dialogue heavy, and not a lot of like involvement and moving around and stuff like that. I'm thinking of things kind of like, even though, like yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of things kind of like the wolf, the wolf game, or yeah. some, like there's a Batman game I think also that's kind of just like A or B, A or B, A or B, A B or C. Like uh, even though like I've heard that the stories there are phenomenal, like they're just not for me, not my kind yeah, of. Yeah, I I I like a good visual novel, and I played good visual novels. So uh, yeah, that I do like the opposite, dialogue heavy games. Okay, uh, so timed. What about missions or games that have time aspects? I know some. This is one that there's a lot of debate about. Uh, I don't mind them, and I, I, I'm thinking more like Halo, right? In one of the in one of the missions, like you're kind of timed yeah. or whatever. I can't stand the, those those last missions where like you're in the warthog and it's like okay, you have this amount of time to get yeah. back. Like I, I I I can't stand them. Yeah, I don't mind them for the most part. Yeah, there there's some aspects of time and stuff like that where I think it's okay. I've never played uh, Majora's Mask, but I hear that that system is pretty interesting and fun. Oh yeah, that, uh, that is. I've heard some people say they don't like it, but I feel like I hear more yes than no. Uh, so once I get around to that, like I'll I guess I'll revisit and say if I like this or not. But mm. that's a little different. But in, in terms of most time stuff, I I don't like it. Because I'm, I'm the, I like to explore and do all this, and no matter what I'm playing. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, uh, so the last thing for 
in between, which it depends how they implement it. Uh, trading items or shop system where you can you get a drop and you can either give it to someone else or you can put it up for sale like on some kind of market. Mm, is it like PvP type thing where somebody else can buy it or is this just like one of, one of the game mechanics? Yeah, like, where, where, where somebody else can buy it. I know some games have like a mechanic where like Oh, like 2K is one where like you pull this card, like for the people that like to play my team, you pull a card, you can put it up on the auction and somebody can buy it for like in-game currency. Mm, I think, I think uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, Warcraft and some other games have stuff like have had stuff like that. I don't know of Warcraft specifically, but I know those types of games have like different things that you can like auction houses. Her, 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 um, Forza Horizon actually had that where if you had a certain car, you can put those, you can put the car up for auction and you can buy it for credits, actual like in-game credit currency that you make, or you can buy a car and just kind of have a, a amazing car from the get-go. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm okay with it. It's just because it's one of those things where, um, like, let's say you don't you want a fast car from the get-go, and you want to just play and start winning races, and you, you know, races and stuff. You can just buy a car because what some people do is they'll put a super fast car for cheap or whatever and you can just kind of roll roll with it like that uh, i think the, all that just comes down to a preference you know it's almost like a kind of like a do you want to eliminate the grind type of thing yeah i i, I don't mind stuff like that uh, as long as it doesn't become like a pay to win thing yeah uh and some people some people are crazy with some of that stuff and they will spend all this money on these games i mean that's awesome for them, but when it kind of locks other people out of being able to get those things because something is so expensive, or I know like Diablo Immortals had like this crazy thing where like if you wanted to unlock everything, you had to spend X amount of money like to be able to have everything. That sucks. Like that that was nuts. That was I, crazy. I thought. I even thought I even saw one of those things where I was like a one out of twenty thousand chance of actually getting these things, so it became like a, a money thing. No, I'm not about that. Yeah, and well, I mean, on that topic too. What about uh, like uh, rolling for stuff, like random, random buys, like either like a gambling system. I know there's rolling like in CS:GO for like cases with weapon skins and stuff like that. Uh, I kind of done with in-game currency, or like, and you can farm in-game cur- in-game currency pretty easily. I'm I'm for it. It, it becomes an issue with me is where you know, you, uh, you can buy. And usually you see a lot in free-to-play type games where you have to buy these things, this currency to get these better things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when I it did. goes above cosmetics. That's where I'm just like, man, that sucks. Like, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't mind it if it's cosmetics. If it becomes, again, pay-to-win kind of stuff, like I'm, I'm not about it. Yeah, that sucks. Like the um, best weapon is now, like you have to unlock it by rolling yeah. for it or something like that. Like, no, that, that automatically turns me off. What about um? I, I actually met, actually talked about this, or met my buddy of mine. What do you feel? How do you feel about, let's say, for example, a game, and it happened in Tears of the Kingdom, where duplicate duplication glitches. Mm. What do you feel about those? <clears throat> I'm, I'm okay with them. Uh, it's it's weird because like there's all these kinds of bugs with games and stuff, and they people beg for patches and patches and patches and patches, and they never come. But the moment there's a duplication glitch, like you will not see a company like shut that shit down that fast ever. Yeah, or like a VC they're, glitch. They're, right? they're always on top of that. The VC <laughs> glitch. Uh, there was a cloning glitch in Pokemon. Uh, 
uh, Scarlet and Violet that got shut down in like two or three days. I don't know how long people were using this one and but like like four or five days but i'm sure they shut that down quick like yeah yeah, it it always happens and i've always felt like i'm one of those people that i won't do it and then i convince i finally convince myself like you know what like let me just do it and i only get to do it like at the tail end and i'm like i regret it i always regret it like i should have done it more because i'm I'm always one of those people that's like, no, like, I don't want to get banned or I don't want this to happen or whatever. And then it ends up that you end up just saving yourself time. Exactly. And, and, and I always, I always wish, I always wish like, man, I should have done that. But I, I, I don't know. Because I can't. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. And, and I neither do I, again, and it comes down to whether you want to or not. Uh, but one of the things people are like, oh, how can you, the integrity of the game? And I don't know what I'm like, look, said, um, ultimately. I'm going to end up getting these things anyways. And I'm saving myself a bunch of grind time more than anything. And I don't know about you, but grind time can suck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it does suck. And in Zelda, like when, when, when it came out, I was like, no, at first I was like, whatever. But then a guy says, no, all I'm, all I'm doing is saving myself, you know, the grind. And I said, you know what? He's absolutely right. So I went out of my way to go to, to get a diamond. I, I don't even remember. I went to the shrine. The shrine had a diamond. And I went out of my way. I didn't care who I had to get through or what. I got the diamond. And I started doing the duplication glitch, and I did it for two for two hundred diamonds. Yeah, like, yo, yeah, I didn't care, dude. Um, I I got my money because I'm gonna get my money from from all these other things, anyways. And, you know, I'm gonna have these diamonds do with I was, anyways. And I, and I did it, dude. And I did it for the sake of rubies, and I and I'm not even mad about it because all my time is spent exploring, anyways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't even care, dude. I did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not a real fan. <laughs> The integrity, ah, shove it. <laughs> um, okay, the uh, I have three, three more left. Uh, I'll get th- this one is a quick one for me because I'm not that much of a fan of it, which is ironic because it is like a style of my favorite game series turn based, turn based uh, mechanics. Love Pokemon, don't really play much else turn based. You don't like turn based mechanics. I don't play other things that are really turn-based is the thing. Like, I just have never found something else that, that got me to get into I, there. I tried, I tried, uh, what's the default one? Bravely Default. I yeah. liked it for a bit, and then just, no. Yeah. I, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I, I enjoy turn-based mechanics, but just because there's that strategy to them that's, Okay, what are they gonna do? What's the best way to defeat them? Um, and you mentioned Brave Default, where they have their job class system that gives you different stats, which is strange because I thought you would you would enjoy uh, turn based because most turn based games are like that, where you have to kind of manipulate the player's stats or the character stats to basically, I guess, min max or to basically make them yeah. as powerful as you can to defeat certain enemies. Hell, in Xenoblade, in Xenoblade, you know, there's the post the post game stuff where you gotta if you if you want to beat these super super strong enemies you really have to think about how you're going to spec your 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 characters in that game yeah which it, i mean in theory it sounds like right up my alley right min maxing yeah. specking out trying being like to manipulate things and stuff like that i just have never found the one for me the game and i know we've talked about this a bunch of times like that we thought we think like it'll be pokemon conquest right or something along those lines that would be a good way to start we've also talked about advanced wars me trying something like that 
with not just turn based but also like the game board uh mechanic and stuff like that uh so yeah i just have not found the one that that's why i put it in the in between because okay. i my favorite is that kind of game but then also i have never found something else that kind of is up there as well or i've never stuck to something mm-hmm. Uh, my last two things I have here are crafting and parrying. How do you feel about those? Crafting, I'm a little, crafting's an in-between for me. Uh, again, when it's done right, okay, cool. And especially when it's um, something that I can use as a means of, um, I just, I guess, acquiring extra. You know what I mean? But, like, I think in The Witcher, one of the things was, like, oh, you can craft all these materials. Sometimes it's just, like, hey, just give me the material. It's it's taking up time. I get it. You're trying to make the crafting fun in some way. Even Xenoblade was kind of guilty of some of the, of, of crafting like that. But it got to a point to me, it was, like, well, if, if I'm going to craft for weapons, why am I going to craft early weapons, craft all these things when I can save all of my crafting resources for the late game stuff and then Get, and get me the best weapon that I possibly can. Because a lot of the times what these games do as far as crafting is concerned is a lot of the stuff you can craft, you can find. You know what I mean? That, and, and why am I going to waste my resources and materials now when I can just hoard everything, still find the things I'm going to use, and I can just craft stuff later on? Because sometimes what games do is, you know, oh, yeah, you, you, you can use all these items to craft these early weapons, but later on it's like, oh, you need... um a level one or a level two or and a level three or but you have no level two ors because you crafted all those or you know what i mean the level three or is okay um you used them for something early on but now to get this late game super cool weapon you have to use these level one two and three ors combined you know what i mean and yeah. that's where i'm that's where i'm just kind of like okay that's annoying so now i have to go back and grind to do these things so there's no really incentive for early crafting for me in terms of weapons you know, when I can just do it late game and just get the best available. The only times I probably will do it, even then, is if I'm in need of some sort of potion, because sometimes you can craft potions or you can craft other things. Then I'll do it, especially if the resource and material for them is easily found. But when it's when you're dealing with a rare resource or material, then it becomes a pain in the ass. Yeah, it makes sense. I think I think the resources uh, availability plays a big part in it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, for the most part, I my experience with crafting has always been pretty good. Uh, whether it's crafting, as in you know, in Dead Island that I just played, you know, customizing uh, your weapon into like it's you find a sword, but then you're gonna add fire to it, and then you're gonna add perks to it and stuff like that. Like it just makes it fun, and you know. Uh, two missions from now, that sword is no longer as good as it could be because I leveled up twice. But then at that point, I have just enough. I have enough currency to make myself a new sword, or maybe I find a sword that's better than that one, and then yeah. I just customize that one. So there, like it's kind of easy again with the resources. They're pl- they're red- readily available at all times, so it's not a big deal. Um, stuff like Resident Evil also has kind of a crafting system where I'm, you know, you make your ammo, you make your your health, uh, regenerative potions, your, uh, what do you, what would you call them? They're like herbs in that game. Uh, you can also upgrade your guns, which is not necessarily crafting, but in a way like upgrading your guns, uh, being able to switch stuff out, add attachments and stuff like that in the Resident Evil series. Uh, I know 
uh, Tears of the Kingdom crafting is has been like a big thing. I see it all over TikTok and YouTube and streams and people doing some crazy stuff. Uh, for me, crafting is usually a plus as long as I'm not forced to do it like on a on a heavy like resource management level. Like I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know in I know one thing that was that's fun is like an Elden Ring is using like pots and the ropes and different things like that. But you don't have to do them. Have you ever used a pot in Elden Ring? Mm-hmm. Have you ever made a pot and used them like a sleep pot or an oil pot or a fire pot? Like they're fun, but you don't have to do them. You don't have to do them. Yeah, yeah. Right. I use them. Yeah. Yeah, I've used them too. And like you can use like you can craft arrows. You can craft like crazy weapons in some games i know uh tears of the kingdom is one where i've seen some crazy people make some crazy pole arms and stuff like that so um i'm I'm usually all for crafting yeah how about pairing pairing uh, again i don't mind i know it's more of a um a style of gameplay i think more so than anything i know i'm thinking of elder ring more so where uh, I was more of the dodging dodger. Like I just became super good at dodging and timing dodges and you know doing things like that. Where parrying became like an afterthought for me. But I know some people were, were just they'd rather parry and cross. Uh, I'm sorry, counter than you know anything else. But I, I don't mind it. Again, it's just a, if it's a if it's a, as far as gameplay. Now, if it's something like I think in Wulong where um, dodging is not like you can dodge. But it doesn't really do anything in terms of being able to attack better. You dodge just to literally get out of the way. Where parrying is the thing that you have to do. Then I'm now I'm kind of like, oh, okay, cool. I, I can learn to parry. Uh, so either way, I don't have an issue with parrying. Yeah, I've always thought I've always thought that parrying and reflecting is really cool, which is ironic because I I've never myself been good at the whole parrying thing. But in terms of watching people play like parrying runs, like on Elden Ring and on other games. It's crazy how good like some people get at the timing and stuff like that. Like it, it leads to some very entertaining content, at least for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, uh, and in that vein, like uh, some of the content people put out there, like no hit runs and stuff like that, like in oh, and, yeah. and and these kinds of things, like are pretty crazy. So uh, there's always a bunch of fun things that are exciting to watch and different people. I know there's that. Uh, I think her name is Miss Mika. A streamer that has kind of like done Elden Ring like all these different ways. I think she recently passed the game with the gamepad, like the DDR pad or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. It, it it blows my mind how uh, you know different people can can put out these uh, gameplay you know styles or uh, runs or whatever you would call it. Uh, in terms of the mechanics that I had saved up, like those were kind of the ones that I had. Is there anything else? Uh, I know we're closing. We're at about an hour right now. Uh, is there anything else you can think of that you like, that you don't like, that I missed? I know there's still a lot because we covered. I, I tried not to put too many because I knew that we would have some things to say. But anything else you can think of? Uh, rhythm. I know rhythm is another big one. Uh, like I know there's like rhythm games and there's like rhythm action games. So mm-hmm. far, I've, I've tried personally getting into rhythm action games, but th- those have been tough, more so because it's like the, there's like some sort of input lag that I still can't get through, or either that or I just suck. Um, but it was just strange because I'm good at action games and I'm good at rhythm games. Put them together and I suck. 
I guess. <laughs> Which I was kind of like, huh? And I was thinking of that that there's that was it Metal Slinger game or it's that Metal Something game, the 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 demon one, and then there's that one that just came out. Everybody liked was the um, the cartoon one that Xbox uh, pushed out with a guitar. Um, that was another one, and I tried both of them out but for whatever reason. I would get the timing, but it was kind of like ugh, I just always felt you know a little off about it. So I you know I've tried those, but again, I do love Guitar Hero and all those other games. But um, as far as some of the more gameplay esque type things, I I did mention the the ones that I kind of as you were saying talked off the top of my head, which are the duplication and then the the betrayal type stuff that when a game does. Um, I do enjoy like again I've I've always talked about it where games like and there hasn't been anything like that like it like Ogre Battle where again and you want to talk about a game that influences you like your decisions influence you know the thing that's one of the few instances where the characters you get the the choices you make influences just about every single aspect of that game but it's so well done that it to me it just doesn't matter because I'm too busy crafting the perfect army rather than paying attention to the story but that game has a lot of replayability uh but other than that i yeah i think i've talked about just pretty much some of the things that are on the top of my head and again like rico had mentioned there's a lot lot more um but no i think pretty much solid yeah one thing i do i did kind of think of here at the end uh and it does have to do a little bit with more with the choices section that we went over uh roguelike kind of games i know it's a very popular one about uh something like hades like uh gunfire where you kind of like build your character as you go along oh, yeah. i think those those are those that's one i think that we both enjoy a lot yeah and i know some do better than others some do it better than others um but like rico mentioned like hades um uh, was it dead cells um was it and you had mentioned um gunfire, gunfire reborn yeah like the, those, those games are a lot of fun uh, there is a difference between roguelike and roguelite. What the difference is, I'm not sure, but I think they're they're more it's, it's, they're similar. They're almost the same, but yeah, I do I do enjoy those mechanics quite a bit. Yeah, I've thought of one other one, and this is it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> what about because I've recently gone back into this, uh, like, I guess, uh, like endless wave type games because i'm a big zombie player and i really loved uh the gears of war uh, horde mode i was also a fan of halo firefight where it was kind of just like survive as long as you can yeah how um, do you feel about those i mean i enjoy them with people but long t- like long term like i i probably won't play much unless it's with certain somebody i know you like with certain terms of, like um the horde mode was a lot of fun on gears but I would get over it pretty quickly because, again, it's just, it's always like a kind of like a PR thing, you know? And yeah. I, I got over that pretty quickly. Okay. So, yeah, the one I've stuck with was Zombies, but uh, those other two really just didn't take off the same. Horde was fun, but Horde eventually ended up where it was like only 20 levels or 50 yeah. levels or something like that. So they kind of put a cap on that. And the one I stick with is Zombies, but zombies did implement something where like you can upgrade your guns and stuff like that not just in the course of a game but in terms of like attachments and camos and stuff like that so there is still like a carrot at the end of the stick you know that you're that you're chasing which i think is important because like you say like if you don't get that self-fulfillment from like prs and those kinds of games like it's they're just not for you they're not going to be for you yeah so so yeah i think that's it uh we went through a lot 
you know, oh, crafting, yeah. pairing, fast travel, fog of war, final stand, timed, uh, fetch quests. Did we do fetch quests? No, but uh, whatever. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, escort missions, stealth, platforming, dialogue heavy, morality and choices, quick time events, flight, uh, trades, and uh, uh, what, what was the right word? Uh, auction house system, turn based, betrayal is something you brought up. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, we touched on a lot. There's still a lot to do. And maybe we can uh, lessen them and maybe go into like game styles or something that is uh more like to the core of a game i know you brought up like the max Payne stuff i think that one is that the one that has that's the one that has like the slowdown mechanic right yeah the uh, bullet time that's what it's called bullet time there we go i know fallout has something like that as well right which one or doesn't fallout have have something like that as well where you can like slow slow time down and see like where you're gonna hit them or something like that, like aim specifically at certain parts of bodies. I've never played it, so I'm not sure, but I've seen it. I don't remember. I'll, Some, I'll it, ha- it has something like that, but it's not exactly the same. Hmm. It's like a critical, a critical hit type thing, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, we'll go into it. We'll, if, you know, if there's a, if there's more stuff for us to cover here, uh, we'll I'll look into it and we'll kind of decide if we're gonna go into more things or more uh, specialized or whatever but i mean i had fun talking about all this and we had a lot of stuff that was similar and some stuff that was different which yeah. is cool yeah i agree anything else you want to add in there no man, that's, no man that's everything dude i'm i'm, I'm actually getting very very hungry <laughs> meat and potatoes meat and potatoes <laughs> <laughs> all right well do it to it sign us out Alrighty, guys. Well, again, like Rico had mentioned, thank you for joining the discussion. If you listen to our weekly recap on the news, um, we had mentioned that we are going to get back into our discussions, or into our discussions. But with that said, if you have not listened to our previous recaps, again, we just recorded weekly recap uh, 19. But if you want to listen to last week's recap, uh, NBA playoffs, Overwatch 2, um, and then the one before that, Zelda, and initial thoughts, and you know, just a couple of shoutouts there. So, otherwise. Thank you guys for, li- for listening. We hope you look forward to next week. And we hope we look for- you look forward to our next discussion. Y'all have a good night. Platforming sucks. <laughs>